0: I'm not here to say anyone should change how they're behaving online. That's like not what I'm saying. Also, because just because some random person's abortion story pops up in my timeline, like what I'm blaming them for the algorithm that like, you know. Oh, and
1: that's like Twitter always is like, here's one tweet about eating ass and here's one tweet about Ukraine. Like that's the way (laughs) – Like, it's always like coming across, and it's like making your brain do a roller coaster.
2: These tools are for you to use. These tools are for you to use.
0: Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife conversations with artists and activists about death and life. My name is Dave Marr. I'm a comedian. I was in a coma, and now I'm not. And this is the podcast. And today I am joined by my trusty sidekick, Claire Favreau. Yeah.
1: Oh my God, I always wanted to be someone's sidekick.
0: <laughs> you truly are. I was thinking, that's one thing I'm sure of, is that you are yes. my sidekick. For I the kn- purposes oh. of this.
1: I like, ever since I saw Robin's sidecar, I was, I felt represented.
0: Robin, the superhero
1: yeah, sorry. I grew up watching Adam West Batman because of my weird military upbringing. So
0: uh, okay. Robin
1: used, to, I Robin used to go in a sidecar on Batman's motorcycle sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I felt not represented, but I felt that I'd found my lane when I was auditioning for uh, Peter Pan the musical in middle mm-hmm. school, and I was I wanted to be Captain Hook so bad, <gasps> oh. but I got cast as Smee, Captain <gasps> Hook's uh assistant sidekick guy and i was perfect as me and i was like oh it was kind of like if i had just accepted it and not tried to be a main character you know (sighs) in entertainment the past what 15 years or whatever i think i would be a lot happier if i was just like i'm a smee
1: i'm a smee wait okay wait was it the like the like it's the 1960s 70s era musical
0: uh I don't know. I don't know the the origin of
1: it. I'm t- Oh okay cuz if it is it's so funny. Like Captain Hook is so funny and these Yeah. And they do the Tarantella?
0: Mm, yes 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 yes. Oh my yes, god, I
1: it's so funny. It's such I a good have, musical.
0: I have video of it. I've seen I oh watched it recently. And the girl who got cast as Captain Hook mm-hmm. honestly is fantastic best actor in the whole production by far and i am annoying as hell i but do that's the me most, but i do the most annoying oh it was right i was oh, like I'm sorry wow, this i this hate looking a back thirsty on the, performance yes
1: oh i get it yeah but smee's so funny too but captain hook is really funny like honestly the one i saw like looking back i'm like oh this is slightly homophobic the portrayal of captain hook so maybe it was mm. smart of your school to just kind of like Circle go around that with <laughs> the. Yeah, I'm not sure they had that
0: on their mind at the time, but we're not here to talk about <laughs> no. the 1960s or 70s Peter Pan musical. <laughs> we're here to talk about uh, dumping personal trauma on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, you you're you're a previous guest of the show. Yes, it's people true. should go and and find that you were a previous co-host of the show. When you did the reverse a with <laughs> Megan Strickland and, yes. and interviewed me using my own questions, you and Megan Strickland co-host the after show with me mm-hmm. on the Patreon, which is a where we debrief this <laughs> show. Uh, it's as ridiculous as it sounds. You go to patreon.com slash Dave Marr. You'll get all of those. And... We now get to plug. Do you know the names of the pigeon subscribers that we're about to <gasps> thank?
1: Oh, I know one is a single word. Dang. Okay. Isn't we'll it just like the say, say
0: the, the names unit? that you know and I'll – Okay. We can, we can get thank the unit. That's Devin Zeller who is in my fantasy baseball league and he requested a different plug each time and I have rejected that. But one time he asked for the unit – he Usually goes Ugh. by Debo. So now we're giving him credit for all of these things. Wow! Sure. Wow!
1: Wow! Wow! Okay. So Thank
0: you to the units. <laughs> who, who else do you know? I'll, you say Fred, the names you know, and I'll correct. Fred Fidoua. Fred Fidoa.
1: Um. Wow. I usually know them all. This is kind of scary. Um. Okay. Wait. Uh. What? I know them all. I'm freaking out. <laughs>
0: Susie Carroll. Susie
1: Carroll, Fred Fidoa, Dave Chang. No, there's no more Dave. Kurt Chang. I, Kurt Chang. Dave Chang is a chef. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And also right. I just
1: make all of them. De- I've said Dave Fidoa before. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, also Katie Llewellyn.
1: Katie Llewellyn. Also
0: John Lee and Shuba Singh. Did you notice when the, when the list started to get bigger recently?
1: Yes, yes. Also because so. you did note that and that was – I'm glad you noted it. Oh, but I also did yeah. notice – I was like, what? So those there?
0: are the $15 a month patrons. You can think of it as buying, buying me a meal a month. If you're on the buy me a cup of coffee level, you can donate $5 to the Patreon. But that's enough of Patreon talk. Um I'll I'll link to places to follow you, Claire.
2: Mm-hmm. Are you doing
0: are you doing public-facing things? Other are you just doing second city industrial? Yeah, don't worry about that. Business to business facing things.
1: Business to biz. I'm just, I'm honestly facing <laughs> myself in the mirror every morning and figuring this out. So don't worry about linking me. <laughs> Real
0: as hell, dude. Bill, so Bill Stern
1: already I, follows me.
0: <laughs> he follows you? Oh, do you, you think Bill's the only person who's going to listen to this?
1: Uh, no, no. I don't think that. But I also think that if. I've been on this podcast enough times that if you were going to follow me, you did it. So, you know,
0: this well, is not a scolding. No one worry about this. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's true.
0: Okay. So the reason we, you and I are talking. Yeah. Is because, well, a couple, let's, let's do like a scatter plot. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have an order in which these things go, but these are the. These are the inputs we feed into the podcast, and we'll see what comes out today.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Roe v. Wade. hmm Pretty sure it's getting rolled back. Yeah. Uh, I talked about it last week. The Yeah, last week, it was like as I went to record the intro that that uh, Supreme Court <laughs> leak was announced. So that's yeah. one thing that's happened. Um Another thing that's happening... We were referring to um, Mom Stomp, mm-hmm. which is a podcast that for me, when I listen to This Is Your Afterlife, <laughs> Mom Stomp appears as a uh, similarly recommended podcast. Mom Stomp is co-hosted by Annie Donnelly, previous guest of the show, Joe Scott, future guest of the show. Woohoo. And they have been razzing my ass for the last couple of <laughs> weeks. But they also had a really interesting point. And I don't know if you listened this far into their most recent episode, but they were talking about, and this is what I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Mostly women online sharing their abortion stories. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed it because Twitter is my platform of choice. And it's very jarring when you're scrolling on Twitter and someone's like, Blah, blah, Met Gala, blah, 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 Lori Lightfoot. Hey, look at the baseball thing. And then you see. Yeah. On September 18th, 2002, I went into the, and they're just like, someone no. is hitting the ground running on a hardcore, traumatic abortion story. And I'm not, this isn't to chastise that. It's to note the, the phenomenon. Yes. And Annie and Joe made the pretty astute observation that they have not seen one dude posting in support of abortion in any way other than the most generic um, sort of cliche, I support this, blah, 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 can't roll back, blah, blah, blah. But they have not seen anyone saying, I'm grateful because – Similarly specific story about my partner, person I was hooking up with, X and Y, got an abortion, and I'm so grateful for that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I was able to keep fucking auditioning for Herald teams, (laughs) you know, or whatever. (laughs) And I thought that was a really good point. Yeah. Have you seen anyone post a story like that?
1: Not, I mean, not that comes to my, no, no. I mean, aside from Benfold's brick, that is.
0: <laughs> the original Twitter post.
1: Kind of, I mean, kind of. Honestly, oh like, God. should we, should we be belatedly celebrating him? No, I don't think that's the point. Uh, <laughs> but that's the last time I can think of like, oh, that's so interesting to see this from, from that point of view.
0: Yeah, well, and I kind of scoured my own experience Mm -hmm. because, and here's what made me want to talk about this, is that broadly, oversharing trauma in the hopes of gaining, Mm -hmm. insert thing here, attention, connection, Giving people comfort. There's all sorts of positive and suspect reasons for doing this, right? I do this. This is what I fucking do, right? You know, like I was in a coma and have made multiple shows based out of the coma, millions and talking of about. Dollars. Yes, millions. <laughs> of dollars. Oh boy, Ugh, and I, <laughs> I, I, so. So I'm certainly not at a place where I can criticize Mm -hmm. people for sharing this trauma online. Yeah. I guess the thing that resonates with me is people who've said to people, hey, you don't need to share this.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's okay. It's okay if you don't want to share your abortion story. Like, and, and and also there's a there's a qualifying thing to it too. Like when um Adam Toledo was killed uh, mm-hmm. by police last year, a couple years ago. Honestly, I don't remember now. It was it was sad because he was 12, because he was you know. But some people thought he was gang affiliated, so he was. So it wasn't sad. It's just yeah. like. Yeah. Having to qualify that shit. Similarly with abortion, it's like, oh, this is a story of an abortion because of an ectopic pregnancy. So now I need to let people know about ectopic pregnancies or, but it's like, I think people should be able to just say, I had an abortion because I felt like it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also, I just realized and want to speak to the fact that uh, that I am like, I mean, there's I'm just in mansplaining this to
1: you. Oh, I well, maybe right. I I guess like on the uh d- the dictionary definition of a man explaining something. <laughs> but I I mean I like listening and I like hearing you kind of like sift through. Cause I don't think you are mansplaining. You're sifting through your feelings about this. It, you're you are a man who is explaining how you feel right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I just, I you know, this is not like this is not the podcast to listen to. This episode of this podcast, if someone wants like
2: the yeah. cutting
0: edge of abortion care or truly <laughs> deep <laughs> abortion stories, like yeah, this what where I'm coming at this from is as someone who minds trauma for public consumption why do we do that who who needs to do that yeah what are the risks and consequences of doing that and yeah what 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 can what can we learn from from that angle mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. it
1: yeah I think, I mean, this is, it's like, this is so, it, it's like a vibe. <laughs> like, oh you know, <laughs> you know that what feeling. What is like, a vibe? That feeling. Dude,
0: abortion is a vibe.
1: <laughs> abortion is a vibe. No, <laughs> uh, the vibe uh, you get when someone is sharing something, but it feels like the right time or it feels earned or it felt like it's important it's coming from you know what and see now i'm even like judging because i'm like you know that feeling when you see something that's like a share that feels a little icky a little sticky a little like uh sure too fast or but also like I, i sorry i'm thinking about in the in art like i'm like oh when someone does like a special and like Sometimes it feels like really I'm really glad that they shared that, and I'm really grateful. Like we, I think we've all felt that feeling when someone shares something, and you're like, "Oh, you too!" I'm so relieved. And then, but we, I also know that feeling when someone shares something, and you're like, "Oh, I feel like I'm watching like the car crash. Like I shouldn't be looking at this. I feel guilty for looking at this. I feel like they, the the motivations here feel off." Um. Which I guess it it doesn't matter what I think. Um Yeah, I mean I guess like Yeah, I mean <sighs> yeah.
0: I'm I'm not here to say anyone should change how mm-hmm. they're behaving online. That's that's like yeah. not what I'm saying. Also because just because some random person's abortion story pops up in my timeline, like what I'm blaming them for the algorithm that yeah. like you know, oh, and
1: that's like Twitter always is like, here's one tweet about eating ass. And here's one tweet about Ukraine. <laughs> like that's that's the way. <laughs> like I, it's always like coming across and it's like making your brain do a roller coaster.
0: Yes, yes, for sure. But I think the thing that you that you and, and admittedly, I told you this before we started recording that. I'm sort of like feeling into Mm -hmm. what I have to say here Mm -hmm. about this. Um, And I think you maybe uncovered something when you talked about um, in art, people who've made art out of an experience Mm -hmm. that feels, quote, like too soon.
2: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: oh, something that they haven't processed.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: I think maybe what I would posit is I think partially because of social media and partially because of especially comedy as an art form developing, Mm -hmm. I think we're in an era era where tragedy plus time equals comedy, where -hmm. like time is almost entirely cut out of that equation.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so it's like, does tragedy equal comedy? Well, it does if, because like, for instance, uh Rathaniel, the mm-hmm. Gerard Carmichael special, he's like coming out as gay like in the special, so there he's literally not that coming out as tragedy, but if you in substitute for tragedy like P- pain intense moment yeah mm-hmm, pain yeah. intensity mm-hmm. i even i even think trauma is kind of overused, so like a a a an intense. Experience
2: Mm -hmm, right, mm
0: -hmm. he's got no time, and he's immediately the comedy is coming from him answering questions, uh, that people are asking him about it. And yeah,
1: yeah, I'm like, this is so spiraling into something so different, but I'm like, I'm thinking about those tweets you'll sometimes see that are like. LOL just got completely hit on by my DoorDash delivery person. (laughs) Like like it literally just happened and the person is freaking out and they've got this, like if they were a comic, they might save it, process it and save it and bring it to the next open mic. And maybe they are a comic, but they're like, there's part of their brain that's like, I need to tell someone this. And maybe like you text your best friend, but then you're like, I think this would make a good tweet or (laughs) maybe you don't even think that intensely about it you're just like this screenshot's crazy I have to send this or I I don't know like it's like it just happened like there's part of them that's not even clear on how traumatized they are slash how much they're laughing
2: like
0: (laughs) right well and it's what's also interesting for me is 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 it turns everyone kind of into an entertainer Because Mm -hmm. if something crazy to happen happens to you while you're on your way to a show, and you share it on stage, to and you're like, "I'm a comic, and this thing, right, literally just happened to me. I gotta share this." That makes sense because your medium, that's your paint. You know what I mean? Like you're painting. Mm -hmm. That's that's what you're using. But if you're just if you're a person who does not have a public persona. I, I feel like the fact that I could follow someone with a public persona and someone I could follow a stand-up comic and an accountant because yeah. she's my friend. Yeah. And they but because they're in the same timeline, the mm-hmm. accountant feels the need to share online the way the stand-up comic does. Yes. Yeah. When she should feel free to keep. Whatever feels best, right to herself.
1: Yes, and for I think, her well, own yeah. comfort. Right, right. And I think that's the key. Is like, like I, I'm thinking about like you know that awful, awful thing. Not awful, awful, but it's sad. When you see a tweet and it's like a parent who's like, "I lost my son today,"
2: right, or like,
1: right. "I lost this person today," and honestly, it's mean. But my first thought is always like, What are why are you tweeting?" But then it's like, I mean, like, and I'll, I never comment, why are you tweeting? There are people who comment that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's my first gut reaction is like, why are you tweeting? But here's the thing is like, if it feels right to you, do it. It's, it doesn't matter if I think that you're overly dependent on getting validation or getting your emotions met on this platform. Like it actually doesn't matter what I think. And like the same is for anyone It's like, how does it make you feel to tweet your trauma or whatever your pain or your thing on Twitter, if it makes you feel good, or if you're like, I understand why I did that at that time. And I have compassion for that person or like, I actually love it and I, it's the best way I have for process it. Like that's all great. Like it's like, and if it's not for you, it's also not for you. And like, I just, it really doesn't matter what I think about this other person's thing. <laughs> like, it's like, how, how do you feel posting about it? Do you, do you feel like it serves you?
0: For sure. I guess what I'm wondering is because at the same time that I don't think either of us are in a position mm-hmm. to say, these are the rules of online engagement. You right, know? because everyone's got a different of, set. <laughs> everyone's got a different set and people are going to do what they're going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what people wanted from me when I woke up from mm-hmm. the coma. Mm-hmm. And, ev- and I, I had been the, the intense experience for everyone. My like mm-hmm. death... Hmm. You know, and people uh, trigger finger posted eulogies yeah. on Facebook, and so everyone wanted to know what. Not everyone. I'm not. Yeah. People who talk. I had some people talk to me, and what they wanted to know was like basically, you know, how close do you have to be to someone to post about them? Did you? were you offended by anyone? Did it Mm -hmm. feel like anyone was just kind of like clout chasing somehow, Mm -hmm. basically. And, you know, ultimately the answer was like, who gives a shit? Like the dead person is not the audience for the eulogy. So Mm. their opinion actually isn't the most valid, even if they come back and are like, (laughs) well, I didn't like what Claire had to say about me, you know, (laughs) but I think, I, I'm I'm wondering what the rules of engagement are for myself, right? Like, like I've determined for myself that a lot of things are fair game, and when Joe and Annie said, "Are there <laughs> any? I, we haven't seen any dudes share their." I'm so thankful for abortion stories. My brain immediately went to okay, well, do I have one of these that Mm -hmm. I can share? Because one of my rules of engagement is like, is my voice adding something different? And I think if there are dudes now who feel compelled, I think that is, would maybe be a super welcome uh, contribution to the discourse. But I also think that people do things without thinking. And I think there might be, women and non-binary and trans people posting their abortion, abortion mm-hmm. stories who m- might not be super, de- they might not be, wow, my kid just died. And this is what truly feels best for me. They might just be going, uh, you know, when IO theater closed, everyone was posting hashtag IO memories. And it was like, well, I got to think what are my hashtag IO memories? Right. Like, right. What, you know, like, I got I got to get mine in before all the likes for or these my joke types about IO memories. Yeah, right. right, right, right. <laughs> and so so yeah, I think and I and I think there is a there's a a thing that happens when you turn an experience into I mean, I would say art, but in this case it actually is content. Mhm. And there are things to consider, like you kind of lose something by, or there are risks to doing it. Yeah. And, okay, you create your tweet and it gets two likes. How does that interact with your whole experience of the abortion in the first place? Yeah. Are you now going, oh no, am I less valuable? Is my story less valuable? And so I'm just trying to... And, and and I honestly am like seeing all these stories and I'm like, as someone who's decided to share in this way, have I made a mistake? Do I need to stop sharing these kinds of stories?
1: I mean, I don't know if this fully answers it. And not that you said declare you have to answer this, Uh, but like, I I don't know. I used to, I think that I used to have this idea that there was a perfect post that would unite (laughs) everyone and make everyone happy and like not get any feedback. And like, which it's like. It's not like I'm, like, always in fights on the internet. Like, actually, that never – almost 99% of the – I can't think of a time that I've posted someone and said – someone said this is problematic. But that is my number one fear when I post anything is someone's going to be like, ah, you flop. This is incredibly XYZ-phobic, you fool. But, like, Mm -hmm. not important enough, first of all, to – anyways – but I think it's like, okay, some people might be like, "I'm so happy a man is sharing his abortion story, and some people might be like a man taking up space in the discourse. Wow, right. wow, wow. that I mean those people are it's I don't remember who it was I was like I mean, this is not that crazy to think about, but for me, it really blew my mind. like you we all know you can't please everybody, but like for me, like it really took me a while to like really understand that I can't please everybody. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I don't think I fully accepted. Yeah,
1: I'm like, oh, but like, most people can't please everyone, but I might be able to figure (laughs) it out.
0: I got straight A's.
1: (laughs) So I might kind of be able to do this. But yeah, it's like, someone was like, oh, you can get like a 100 abolition, abolition framework feminists in a room. And every single one of them is going to have a different idea. They're going to fight for hours about the best way to execute something and they're like this super niche group that agrees about everything it's like they're not gonna agree and I don't know why that really helped Maybe like even your own in group is gonna debate on the best way to present ideas or whatever so I guess it's like maybe today you feel like posting a story and maybe tomorrow you feel like taking it down and and that's all it's all valid and good and fine and no one's doing a measuring test at the end to see which one of us was the best (laughs) uh feminist on the internet uh, (laughs) abolitionist on the internet and like it's really like ultimately at the end of the day it's like do you like what you posted today then keep it up
0: yeah absolutely what i worry about Mm -hmm. is in the case of the parent posting about their kid who just Mm -hmm. died. Because I have posted intense things online. Mm -hmm. I used to do it way more because I used to do it way more without thinking because I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not like Connor O'Malley where I can just post some fucking psycho thing and everyone loves loves it. And it's a good weird Connor joke. I'm me so the thing I post is long sincere Instagram mm-hmm. posts or whatever um but I would do things and I would want something back from that exchange mm-hmm. and so like I would want to say I would want someone to say oh my god I'm so sorry your kid died my kid died here's what happened you know and like but mm-hmm. also I would want that from like the closest people in my life. And ultimately I want people close enough in my life that I can just say like you said, like text, like mm-hmm. hey, this just happened. Whether it's like my Grubhub guy hit on me or <laughs> I just you know, a fucking brick just flew by my head or something like that. Yeah. I I want people who can comfort me and if i'm posting to get comfort i know that i am pretty much always setting myself up mm. for failure mhm and i find also what i find kind of insincere is people who are posting to get comfort and i think and i and i think they are um just almost aware of it to the point where their post itself contains some sort of exhortation. They're like, you you know, someone who, who just like uh, flopped an audition
2: Mm -hmm. is like
0: vague posting their own audition. And they're going, Hey, for anyone auditioning today, like keep trying, like you got to go out there, put yourself out there. And it's like, you're the one Who needs to hear this? Yeah. You're posting for your – which, which again, everyone has the right to do. It's the fucking internet. Who gives a shit? I just think it's interesting. And I personally am interested in finding a real connection with people in when I do transform these experiences into not just Mm -hmm. content but art, in making that good art. Mm-hmm. Um and I find these unconscious ways of doing it, uh, m- muck up the process a little. Yeah.
1: bit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm like, oh, that's that's an interesting, <laughs> that's an interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, is it stand-up? Is it a solo show is like something through the lens of all the posts you've made and all the things you really should be saying to yourself. And you are putting it in the guise of right. advice to other people.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Uh,
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, like it, it, I, I don't, you know, who among us hasn't, I mean, like all I need to do is unarchive my freaking Facebook and see the, I mean, like, I remember finding, like, going back, I've deleted it, but I think it's, I could uh, revive it. And it's, like, me posting my word count of, like, my final paper, like, every hour, I'd be, like, 500 words left to go, (laughs) like, and, like, not that it's the same thing, but it's just, like, who among us hasn't posted some shit that we've gone back and we're, like, why, why did I post that? Like, who was that for? What did I want from that?
0: Yeah, I well see. I think that's see. It's funny, like posting word count for <laughs> a paper that you're doing. Like that feels like a really healthy way of just being like, "Hey, don't, I don't need anyone to like this. I'm just oh, posting but I'm it sure I did. Myself-
1: I've tried. Did sure, sure sure. <laughs> Who knows? Who sure. knows? I can't remember. Uh, that I can't remember even what the paper's about. Uh, couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like. Yeah, this I don't know. I feel like I keep like not completely answering your question and being like it's all good, but like I'm just like and we have compassion for the version of Dave that that needed to to, to connect in that way and didn't get the connection he wanted that day.
0: Sure, and I'm not even asking about no. myself. I'm I'm as curious about your own rules yeah. for yourself as I am parsing out the way things mm-hmm. work for me and the way I want things yeah. by, I, to work for me. It it's I will say when it comes to tragedy time comedy, the first review of my first one man show mm-hmm. was uh Nina Metz in the Chicago Tribune. Are you familiar with Nina Metz?
1: I've definitely seen that name around before. <sighs>
0: She's rough, dude. She's a rough writer. Oh, I think the Tribune has particularly poor – these people have seen a lot of things, but the writing – also, I think my cat might have accidentally <gasps> adjusted my – do I sound the same to you?
1: I, th- I thought so.
0: Okay, okay. Then maybe Then maybe it's fine. My waveforms are just looking – like smaller, but I'm like, (laughs) uh, anyway, so, okay. Uh, I didn't adjust the levels. These tribune writers have seen a lot of shows, but their writing is fucking horrible. Ah. And, and Nina Metz spent out of probably an 11 paragraph review, spent the first like seven paragraphs of my review talking about, the new Annoyance Theater Space. Oh. Because there was a little bit of a tech hiccup and we had to keep people waiting 10 more minutes and start the show late. That's so actually really
1: good for the Annoyance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And and dude, so I was like – and I, I'm not someone who like hates critics or like begrudges their work. I really, really love good criticism. So that was a bummer to me. That and she, but she also said that it seemed like I would have more to say about my experience further down the line. That, like, that, like, the I hadn't finished processing
2: the oh. experience.
0: And I was like, I was like, oh my God, get over it. Like, look at what's here. Like, look at what is on the stage and tell me if it's fucking good or not. Like judge Mm -hmm. that, not this like abstract idea of whatever, but she was right. I, the show, I still will do the show Mm -hmm. and it has changed. And in, in some big ways, And so while I'm dedicated to the idea of – I'm of the temperament that if like some crazy shit is happening to me, I kind of want to turn it into something as quickly as possible. And and I I think the key to doing it well is just – I don't think it's time. I think it's experience and craft – um, yeah. but, but I don't think like, y- you know, uh, you know, you know, oh, you let every, what, what, what's the rule? What's, is it three years, six months, five years, 10 years, and then right. you can do your show about. Multiply it by. Out? <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. Exactly. My like, magnitude dead. of trauma
1: the, yeah, and divide. Yeah. And, and, and similarly, like maybe like the reverse inverse of that is like, eh, I don't, so, Sometimes time, a ton of time goes by and the person hasn't processed it at all. Right. Like, it's like time is, time can help, often helps. Time often is a a helpful tool, but not always. I think sometimes someone is like, they've avoided it. They've done a genius job of avoiding the thing that happened to them uh, because they are a machine built to survive. And um, they, they haven't, they're the same, they're exactly the same where they were when it happened and sometimes your craft and your wisdom and your years in the biz, you're like, oh, I'm ready to see this for it is. And it's only been a week the way it is. Right. And like you, one year out is just as valid as you two years out and three years out. Like I'm, I'm, I, as a critic would be like, I like this and I'm excited to hear what he's got to say next time we check in with him.
0: Right. Yeah. I also remember when I first got sober the guy who took me to my first meeting mm-hmm. is a stand-up. And I told him about all the coma stuff. And he was like, Oh, well, that'll make a good 20 minutes. And I looked at him and I was like, 20 minutes? That's Ooh. it. Like, I got big plans for this story, dude. You know? Like, I didn't like quite say that. And he was like, Yeah, that's, you know, to be to do good stand-up, you gotta whittle it all down, man. That's that's what it takes. You just like, and like, and he's a very funny successful, continues to like, wow. uh, you know, climb, you know, get more and more success stand up. And I just was like, yeah, that just was not true for me. Yeah. It was like, that is true for him. It would have, it would have made for a 20 minute chunk of a, of a set. For me, it has been yeah <laughs> the foundation of a career so far.
1: Yeah both both of legit both you know that's the way he does it that's the way you do it
0: yeah and and the thing so in terms of what you're trying to do by sharing yeah. these stories yeah. the things i want when i sort of churn these experiences mm-hmm. into sharing i want um, I want to feel less alone, and I want other people to feel mm-hmm. less alone. Mm-hmm. So, and I am—I imagine that that is a big, whether conscious or not, that that's a big motivator in sharing abortion stories right. online. Because it's like, even if you know people are sharing hundreds of these things if someone comes across yours maybe there were just a not, like everyone's is unique and y- maybe yours had just a couple of elements that resonated for this one person and allowed and allowed it to reach them specifically yeah and that's valuable yeah but i i wonder is there an element of political persuasion going on, do you think? Because that's something. I'll I'll, I'll have ideas in shows or sets or a podcast intro sometimes that I want to get across, but I I don't, I, I don't put a lot of faith in my own ability to sway someone to an idea. Right. So I think the thing the the least the person I most want to know that they don't have to share their abortion story mm-hmm. is someone who feels compelled to do it because if they don't then Roe v Wade is definitely going to get overturned.
1: Right. Right. And it's like, like it feels like they're okay. I don't want to do this, but I have to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a political necessity. I must mm-hmm. confront the the you know my the extended family who I only see every so often. <sighs> they'll they'll read this and and they're they'll start to be changed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I gotta imagine that's the case for some people.
1: I mean, I think so. I, I think so. Like, uh, I, I know that for me, like, well, that's not the exact – I I know my partner, he's not on social media anymore, and I don't want to, like, speak too much for him. But, like, I know that he definitely had a, a phase that he went through where he was, like, it's really important for me to post about this stuff because there are people in my family that if they hear it from me, it's going to be different, you know, and sometimes I think he's had conversations where he feels like he was able to move the needle, and sometimes I feel like he's walked away. Like, why did I have that conversation? Yeah. And and I think like the thing, the truth of the matter, like, and I feel like I've seen posts where I'm like, whoa, that just really, really like sold me on this thing that maybe I was on the fence about. Or
0: really, tell me, tell me about one of those.
1: I mean, I, I think like shock like i was like maybe like a little more um of a centrist person like coming out of college not that i thought of myself that way but like i i remember being skeptical of bernie people because i thought they were mean and not very nice to democrats (laughs) Mm. and then like just slowly but surely being like oh like that is upsetting. Like, I didn't know that about Nancy Pelosi, you know? And like, I think like, I just like remember being like, oh, like maybe these people are mad because that's some bullshit. Like, (laughs) and I think like over time, you know, I've moved pretty far to the left of where I was. And like, I think like a lot of my, Peers have too. Like a lot of us were like, we love Obama. Obama's so awesome. Yay. Uh, You know, Obama will save the world. That was like the vibe Mm. of most of my college squad. I had a few friends who were like, don't you know it's all fucked up, man? And I'd be like, you're so mean. (laughs) I I think that was my vibe is like, stop being mean to the nice people like Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. 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 Because she's a woman in in politics. And like, I think like over time, I was like, okay. I I still have a hard time with I I think I get nervous about nastiness and conflict and stuff but I'm like okay I see where uh, this is where I live now uh, this is um and I think it's just like I'm just conflict averse but anyways that that's something that's pulled me t- over to the left over time is like just like getting to understand better the abolitionist movement like why like, I, I don't know if you asked me probably like in college and you're like, should we be get rid of all the police? I'd be like, well, it seems like we should have somebody to catch the bad guys. I think the police are like bad, but we should have somebody. And now I'm like, we don't need them.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, I've seen posts, but it's it's never I don't know. Like, I think people change their mind when they're ready. And maybe maybe what you wrote or maybe what you posted is one of the catalysts. But, like, ultimately all you can do is say the thing that you wanted to say today. And if and if your thing changes them, maybe they'll tell you. Maybe they won't even tell you. Like, I didn't tell most of the people whose yeah. posts I saw that, hey, this really right. changed the way I thought about this. Because I was still, like, cooking on it for, for a while.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think for me. I think the things that have... Okay, we've got another cat, cat. visit here. Cat incoming. Bro, let's get up. It's not – this is the hour before um dinner, dinner that he's, like, trying to – Hello. He's like, but isn't dinner an hour earlier? What about <laughs> today? Is it actually 6 p.m. instead of 7 p.m.? So, okay, so the – um oh, the, the things that that change my mind mm-hmm. – most now is like stuff is like COVID stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. finding, finding trustworthy experts. Yeah. um, Epidemiologists who can, who link to, you know, not staying on the platform. Like I'm very up for, for going off the platform and, and seeing the links and the Mm -hmm. studies and the graphs and the charts and stuff. So that is what, um is what i find persuasive um is i guess authority and and data and new ways of of uh of interpreting data and ways of interpreting data that seem like either not to have a bias or i guess to share the biases that i have maybe mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Are there things you don't share online? Because you and I are very different types of comedians, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You have not chosen the path that I've chosen.
1: Yeah, but at least even, in a while. Yeah,
0: yeah. Did you used to? You used to. Well, I'm right when you remember. were writing the paper, you let, people need to know the word count.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I go through phases. Like, I'll go through a phase of like. Uh, especially when my union was organizing, there was like a lot of earnest tweet mode.
2: Mm.
1: And then I, I, I'll i go through a phase of like any earnest, it's like fear. It's like, oh, I'm scared to have earnest tweets. And then I'll be like, oh, people need to know that I care about stuff. And then I'm like, okay, wh- why am I posting for other people? Like I, I go through phases, but I would say that generally my internet presence is limited and like n- not, apolitical? No, that's not fully it. But like, not getting deep on the issues for the most part.
0: Right, right. I went, I I was more political mid-pandemic before realizing that like, you know, in terms of the feedback I'm Mm -hmm. getting, like, this isn't even like, what I'm for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What
0: I do and what I can help with is like comedy, entertainment, a little bit of feeling, but not like no one needs to know my specific thoughts on like aldermanic coalitions within Chicago. You know,
1: I've appreciated learning about that stuff from you.
0: Well, I think you're, I think you're in a, in a it's minority just <laughs> it's I, just me it's just you but the thing that i yeah. in terms of what i what i don't share the things mm-hmm. i don't share like cuz i used to share everything yeah and i used to be in a relationship where mm-hmm. i would share stuff about the relationship and then that got messy and so one thing that i don't share now is i don't share i mean it's it's weird because i've said Hope's name on the podcast more in recent, <laughs> uh, in recent weeks, but only at, only in the way of it's like a, 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 as a substitute for like, oh, I watched blank with a friend. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. She's just some like a, a, I think her presence is as someone who I talk to, someone who I have taken in some of the same pieces of art as Mm -hmm. but like i don't share like the content of our relationship you know i don't share uh which is interesting because in terms of mom stomp like joe and annie aren't like constantly sharing from their own from their own individual experiences but they are sharing a lot about where they go in Los Angeles, conversations Mm -hmm. they're having with their husbands. Like they share a lot about their relationships. Whereas like that's one in terms of the things that I don't share as much as I've sometimes thought, I was like, where I'll be like, oh like definitely I could tell more stories about my relationship and make that a bigger part of my Mm -hmm. persona. But I actively don't you know like yeah hope and i were never in a relationship on facebook yeah. very rarely post pictures together you know like never have i posted a happy birthday for right. her post on instagram and i do think i'm that makes me better than some people <laughs>
2: yeah, Absolutely.
0: <laughs> but then I, the other thing is there's like addiction recovery stuff that i don't that i don't post as much other than that i think i think most of the other stuff is is a very open book certainly Mm -hmm. spiritual thought based the other stuff i won't share it because it's too technical like some diabetes stuff i don't share because i'm just like who the fuck is paying? This is I'm not a diabetes influencer,
2: mm.
1: you know. Like, <laughs> I'm a Diabetes influencer. Ooh. There are di-
0: there's hella diabetes influencers. Dude. I did
1: hear about. I did see one, but anyways, you should. I mean, listen, make that money, make the diabetes influencer money.
0: Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> no way. No how. So anyway, what are, are what are the things for you? That
1: you yeah. I mean, I think – so I'll say a few things that you – that came up for me when you were talking about stuff was – one was I noticed a lot of times when I was making political posts that it was coming from a place of – I want people to approve of me. I want my friends of color to approve of me. I want all the oh, improvers, improvisers in the commuter, community to approve of me. I want people to kind of see that I'm like getting it. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? That is not a good place to make these posts from. Like I was doing a lot of like – um, uh, what is it, like, what's that thing in the Bible of, like, doing something with your right hand and letting your left hand know about it? I can't remember. Yeah, but, like,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what's I just,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I, it's a nasty habit of mine. Like, I think it's one of, I, I just, I, I'm, like, I, it comes from a good place, which is that I want, people to think of me as a good person like Mm -hmm. i am that person where like i'll wait until the barista's looking at me to put a tip in the jar because i used to work for tips and i want them to know that i'm a tipper because i know how much shit we would talk about people who didn't tip but also i'm like i want to stop doing that i want to stop posting just so people know i'm a good person and so that is why i think a lot of where my radio silent relative radio silence came from and then, yeah, like, I think the relationship posting, honestly, like, sometimes I see people's relationship posts on social media, and I'm like, this was designed to go viral. Like, or this person is oh, re- yeah. using their relationship to, for clout, and I'm sick. But sometimes I see people's relationship posts, and I'm, like, so happy. Like, I'm, like, I'm so happy really? I got to see. I
0: never am.
1: It's it's rare. It's rare, but every now and then I'm like, I'm so happy that I have these friends and look how happy they are together. Like, wow, like this is such a gift in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not the majority of them, but like I, you posted hope for the Super Bowl and I like loved it. Like I it made my heart feel good Wait, for
0: the Super Bowl. What?
1: I think you said like, this is my Super Bowl. It was like hope and your cat. What was it? Maybe, were maybe you're like, this is my Oscars. It might've been actually like a different day.
0: What would, what were they doing?
1: Just sitting on the couch. That's. S- wow. Swear.
0: Now I'm going to have to like eat all of the words that I just said.
1: But I thought it was so nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm right. My Super Bowl.
0: Oh, I don't even know what that's. Oh, just. Well, that's <laughs> to me. That picture is funny because the fucking is. cat is attacking her in a funny way. Like that is. It is.
1: It is. It's funny and it's nice and it made me so happy and I better have liked it. If I didn't like it, I'm gonna actually quit. Okay, I did. Wow. Okay, Okay. (laughs) because sometimes I will unfortunately see something and not like it and then tell someone about it later because I'm a freak. Anyways, um, that's
0: the way it works. Well, this relates this 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 mixed inspiration, mixed uh, mixed motivation is related to uh what I wrote in my newsletter last week, which yes. you brought up before we started recording about uh being motivated because I'm one of the dudes who has posted cliches about um abortion, it, which because after racking my brain from listening to Joe and Annie on Momstomp, mm-hmm. I don't have a a direct experience of abortion that I know of. Yeah. The direct experiences that I have are I'm very grateful that plan B exists. Yeah. I'm very grateful that condoms exist. Yeah. Um there uh have been times when I've been a dirtbag and not even had the money for plan B and been very grateful that the person I was with, I think, because she didn't even share with me whether or not she did wow. use get, get Plan B. So it's like, is that, listen, I'm not trying to take on like too much guilt here or make a big, <laughs> th- like I don't have a story. So I can't make a big story. And I'm I'm not going to like script the thing where once you get to the end of reading it, you're like, wait. So his whole story is that he doesn't have a story about <laughs> abortion. Is that what I just read, you know? But that that is it. And and I also kind of wonder I'm like, damn, did I just like use condoms more than other people? Like I didn't have <laughs> that many slips. And I don't know, or maybe my maybe my maybe I'm just infertile. And that's why I don't have the uh
1: you're asking historians. all the right questions. No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, I do. So,
1: it sounds like you've anyway. been really responsible and careful and then when it hasn't been, <laughs> I you've wouldn't been say, lucky?
0: Yes. I I've been most I've been I I would have thought average responsible and lucky and have not been either close enough to partners or been shared with for whatever reason,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: th- enough to have to the point of having a story. So, the yeah. point being, but but yet, I still posted the cliched, um, you know, everyone should be able to get an abortion who wants one, the end forever period posts because for well, wait, what, why I'm saying, I'm saying because. And it was just about to steamroll through, but it's, I guess, because I felt it was important as a white dude to like, say something and not let it go by. Like, sometimes I feel like my responsibility when it comes to political posting is just to be visible and not in a check mark way of like, oh I know everyone in my community is watching, and if they don't see me post, then I'm not <laughs> one of the good ones. Because it's like the algorithm could still bury my shit and like mm-hmm. whoever in my mind is the is the 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 overseer of that could still miss the post. But anyway, part of my I, I went back to the idea of mixed motivation is what yeah. I'm coming back to here. Uh, cause my part of my motivation for posting, Hey, abortion is good for joining the Chicago abortion fund Fundathon, which I'll put a link to, uh, hope and I have joined forces to try to get money for abortions, set the, set the amount at $1,600. So if. Anyone wants to donate to that fund-a-thon. I think we're at like a little over 500 right now Whoa. Um, after a weekend, which is pretty sweet.
2: That's really um,
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so you click on, on that link in the, in the show notes, but even doing that, I will absolutely admit that part of the reason I do that is because I see people, I see women post yeah. online how sexy it is when guys stand up for women's reproductive rights. And I'm like, well, that's, it, it's, that, that's not the kind of guy that I want to be. Yeah. You know?
1: He puts the toilet seat down and he stands up for the right.
0: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think your fear of getting canceled is like my fear of being being rejected by any woman for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so so, and and I say that I admit that that is a genuine motivator for for doing these things online because I think that's okay. Yeah, I honestly think it's okay. Like, I, my my vibe with tipping the barista would be tipping the barista when the money comes out of my wallet, like yeah. like not not making a show of it. Yeah, but because I didn't make a show of it in my mind, I go, "Oh wow!" I tipped, and I and didn't I didn't
1: make, make a show. T- of t- it.
0: Yes, yes. But, but if if your motivation is just to make a show of it, like they got the fucking money. I mean, this is like a the well outcomes kind point. of
1: the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's like I, I think it's like uh, taking. Uh, You know, it's always good to kind of notice your own thoughts and be like, oh, that's so interesting that my motivation for posting is this. But it's like, okay, let's not take too much time to judge the thoughts and be like, do I agree with the fact that I tipped? Do I agree with the fact that I posted? Okay, let's not spend a a ton of time self-flagellating. A little analysis can always help. But, you know, if I agree with my post, if I agree with my tip, I'm not going to beat myself up on the ways that I got there. (laughs) And I'll try to be less showy the next
0: time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, what is even the purpose of not – what's even the purpose of not being showy? Like, is that is that just to conform to a sort of puritanical work ethic sort of value?
1: <laughs> Here's or the is twist. There- The messed up thing is like, I'm like, I got to stop being showy so the barista doesn't hate me for being showy. (laughs) So I was like afraid that the barista would hate me for not tipping. And now that I'm scared the barista will hate me for being showy, I just need to chill the fuck out. Right,
0: right, right, right. Uh, Yeah, at a certain point, there's like a level of spiraling where it's like, hold up. Before you make another loop,
2: let's just, you don't
0: need to think your way out of this spiral. You just need to fucking stop. Mm-hmm. Spiraling, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the barista is not going to think about this for the next f- more than ten minutes. If the, if you were the most showy you've ever been, they might tell a friend later.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You'd have to like affect an accent and like have a costume. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, why is it British? I thought British too. Why do we think of British as the like showy? showy <laughs> Just, I think, I think British is just shorthand for fancy.
1: For yeah, us. yeah, yeah, it's true. I'm sure they resent yeah. that, but
0: I don't know. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry guys. Sorry, sorry
1: guys. Uh, sorry to all Dave's English listeners, Fred Fidoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, I'm always giving him guff.
0: Yeah. I think I think it's good. I think it 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 you it it adds to the lore of the show that you have some sort of amorphous obsession. relationship with Fred <laughs> Fidoa. So we're clearly winding down here. The th- I don't know what are you taking away from this. Have we learned anything? And we don't have to have learned anything, but have mm.
1: we? I've learned only God can judge me. Um, I, I I feel like I'm just – now I'm just like quoting myself. So maybe that's – I haven't learned. Quote away. But like I've just like – truly just like you're never – your social media thing is – you know, don't think about it too hard. If you like it, great. If you don't, change it if you don't like someone else's thing, uh, mute them. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs>
0: I think the thing that I'm realizing as we wind down is that I have substituted social media for real friendship mm. for, um, conversation, I've used it as a source of comfort and support that it is not designed to be. Yeah. And this is all obvious stuff. Like, I'm very not trying to create a podcast where we just say, like, we're in a culture where blah, 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 but... I so so I've I've used social media in ways it is not designed for for functions it is not designed to provide
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: I think a lot of us do because definitely it just we just take for granted that that's the way we use it and we don't Even think about the fact that it's not designed to provide those things. It's like, who cares if it's not designed to provide comfort? This is the way you post when your kid dies. You post right away, my kid just died, you know? Yeah. But the thing I'm hearing after this is not that I think anyone else should post differently, but when I see a certain quantity of trauma dumping happening, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of my own trauma dumping. And -hmm. it reminds me that I don't want to rely on social media for these unquestioned functions it can't provide, namely comfort and connection. And it reminds me that I want to be more deliberate with how I use this shit. And which is just the flip side of what you're saying, don't worry about it too much, which is basically (laughs) what I'm saying. Is, is The flip side is you're saying don't worry about it too much. I'm saying worry about it just to the point that you want to worry. Yeah,
1: about yeah. Create and, some and awareness
0: and for yourself. Create some awareness for yourself. And it's like, you know, I did this like, th- this is a little bit off topic, but I I, I thought this was going to be the year that I become a TikToker. You know, I fucking, yeah. I crack the code. I figure it out and i posted it on tiktok every day of january it didn't do that much for me yeah and i i was no closer to making all my money from comedy at the end of january than <laughs> i am now at the beginning of may so it's not like you know this 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 story that i told myself was that like okay yeah it's it doesn't feel good but is necessary, and it's like, yeah. well, it's not shown to be necessary for me yet. There's a one of my previous guests, Jaws Norris. Were you listening when I had Jaws Norris on?
1: That's not ringing British, a bell. Oh, British, British
0: comedian.
1: Well, yeah. I think I've heard all the Britishes. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> he is great, and he has he has a newsletter where he has been doing like a digital declutter. And even while he was getting off Twitter, he had other people telling him, you need to make content to have a career in comedy. And he had a show coming up at the end of uh, last month, which is when he did the declutter. And he was like, I'm going to post occasionally and how well this show sells will be my barometer of if I've if if it turns out, I actually need to be posting way more often. Mm. Well, the show sold out. So clearly wow. reducing his posting didn't affect it, right? Right. Similarly, posting or not posting on TikTok has not made a fucking difference in the things I do that I care about the most. Right. The podcast and the newsletter. And eventually fucking doing live stuff again someday. Yay. But. Yeah, uh, I I I forget exactly where I was going. <laughs> where I was going with that?
1: I, I mean, I think it's interesting. Like, tr- truly, uh, not to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, but like, it, it's like, yes, social media, uh, but also it's like it's interesting that like you could almost just like make that anything. It's like, oh, notice when you're going into something with expectations of how it's gonna go. Yeah. Like when you're making a TikTok with the expectation that I will make all my money from comedy very soon.
0: Right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Exactly.
1: Or when you make a post saying, I expect that someone will reply saying, thank you so much for posting this, Dave. This was incredibly, sorry. I'm like calling you out, but I'm calling me out. Like uh, I make a story and someone goes, Claire, you're so nice and good. Like, wow. Like that is my secret expectation that I didn't say out loud. But I had it when I did it. And that's all it is. It's like, notice when I'm going to a dinner date with a friend with expectations that it's going to be like this. Cause, because we all have them, but it's like, Oh, notice that. Notice what your brain is telling you. This is going to be.
0: Right. Only do it if you want to. Yeah. And, and keep in mind and and also, we don't need to have a fucking lesson from this. Like, no one is like Fuck listening lessons. to the fucking comedy afterlife podcast to figure out how to post mm. online. You know, what no I mean? one it even
1: listens just... all the way to our stomps and boots. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> that is a deep mom, deep stomp cut. cut. But um, <laughs> the last thing I want to say before we go mm-hmm. is about a moment of sharing that that my mom is the person who is most changeable of mm. anyone I've ever spoken to um like she w- when I'll talk about ideas with her she actually listens and will go hmm that's a good point, which is what I think everyone mm. w- wants when they post online. Yeah. Something political or, or deep or kind of excoriating or, or meaningful, something with a point you want someone to go, huh, I never thought about it like that. And I will never forget this moment with my mom in the car. Um, It was after Robin Williams had died mm. and My mom was talking about how, what a shame it was, how selfish it is to commit suicide. And I just said to her that I thought it was just kind of a shame that, that it's like imagining myself in his shoes, he must've been in so much pain if he Mm -hmm. thought that was the only way out. Right when he has a wife, a family, kids, a career, you know, to really think that there's no other choice. Like, I don't think I get how people say it's selfish, but I don't think it is. I think, I think someone is so blinded and, and hurt and sick and yeah, all the things that everyone knows, you know, I'm not saying anything that anyone listening now probably is new to them, but to my mom, she just kind of took a beat and she was like, hmm, yeah, I I didn't really think about that. I guess I guess you're right. And we didn't like have some I didn't like follow it up and be like, okay, so do you believe that like mental health clinics should be reopened instead of police and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but that was a moment of and I didn't even share, like, oh, you know, I've been very depressed, you know? Yeah. Like But that was, I think, the ideal version of what people want out of a post. And it was from doing something in person. And I just think that – yeah, I I just want to be – I want to be deliberate I want to take it less seriously because there really isn't, I, I keep having this feeling that if I take it less seriously, um, then I'll figure it out. Mm. And now I'm talking more about using social media to like boost a comedy career. Right. Like, the, right, like right. once you stop caring, that's right. when it really comes. And it's like, <laughs> No, not for that reason. I want to really stop, stop caring, caring. <laughs> because it re it because it actually doesn't make a difference because yeah. because TikTok had no effect on the the work I actually care about. So why why waste time? Why flatten my own experiences? Mm-hmm. Why? Ask for things that I can't get by oversharing when I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I had to say.
1: I like your mom. I hope that I can be that open-minded if I'm ever a mom. (laughs) Or just in general, as the years go by, I hope I can retain a sense of open-mindedness.
0: I know. Even I know. today. <laughs> it's tough being when you're opinionated, right? When you're opinionated and you're like mm. progressive to.
1: Well, you're to, just right. <laughs> yeah, you're simply right. Right. Like, <laughs> right.
0: Why would you need to reconsider anything?
1: Yeah. I just hope yeah, that yeah. like, you know, no matter who I'm talking to, I can just grant them the at least the listening, even if I'm like, okay, I know I disagree. At least the listening.
0: Yeah. I could get that. Yeah. If it's someone who deserves your listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I was her son. It's like, you deserve your
2: listening.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you don't owe it to anyone you're in line at the grocery store with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so in conclusion, keep, do whatever the fuck you want on. Twitter on yeah. TikTok on Instagram whatever, uh, but abortion is vital life saving healthcare.
2: Link in, donate to in an abortion fund.
0: I've got a link to a place you can donate in the in the show notes. Uh, thank you, Claire.
1: Thank you, Dave.
0: I appreciate you being patient with me.
1: Oh my, same, back at you. No. Reverse a reel.
0: <laughs> Mansplain. Yeah, we have... It. <laughs> what, what did I... Yeah. Dave Mansplains, abortion, social media, and society to Claire Favreau.
1: Hey, I I did some splaining right back at you.
0: <laughs> you got some splaining. to do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I've really ran out of steam. Uh your so cat needs it.
1: dinner, and so do you.
0: That is true. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Subscribe to the show, rate it. I'm not going to put a uh, an ad for the newsletter, so I'll I'll link the newsletter that I write in the show notes as well. And sometimes it it relates to the show back in this way. We'll be back with a guest next week, and until then, remember you are. A Missed Things that seems Impossible You can do
2: Miracles Miracles You can do them Have faith You are human Only human And human beings They do Miracles